0: Hey y'all, we're back. I know, but it's time. It's time for you to, well, take this vow with us. Take a vow where we commit to giving you all the details, holding nothing back, being authentically unhinged while sober and free, healing of our wounds, and open about our life lessons and many blessings because of, well, these deep, unfiltered, unscripted conversations full of therapy and life lessons and realness that a group of chosen friends turned family say yes, for better or for worse. So I do wanna welcome you to come in, have a seat at the table with me, your host, the same old G. What's up family? It is Friday. So you know what that means. We're back at the table and I'm so excited. Today is not going to be a typical long conversation. We might get a little deep in these quick moments, but it is currently snowing in Kentucky. My kids are home. And so, (sighs) yeah, yep, that's it. And I want to come and tell y'all, thank you. Thank you so much for being so excited about my book. It is coming. I get to hold the proof in my hand this coming week. And that means in about two or three weeks, you guys are going to have it. And I'm excited. But I got a message from a dear friend who recently met someone who went through this experience and they wanted to know my thoughts on something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to share these thoughts with my people at the table because at the table we get real uncut, unraw. Not unraw, we get raw. Um, And this person wanted to know, were they wrong for feeling like they finally could breathe? And I laughed when the person asked me that question and I know it probably caught them off guard and they were like, oh man, she's probably about to get really upset. And I'm not, I wasn't upset. I actually laughed because I remember the moment when I was sitting in that hospital room and my cousin held my hand and he said, you're going to be okay. And I looked back at him and I quickly said, is it wrong that I feel like I can breathe for the first time? And he said, no, baby, it's not wrong. Whatever you need this to be for you to heal, as long as it's not hurting you, hurting your children, it's good for your soul. Then you take it as it comes to you. And I remember going to my first therapy session and I asked my therapist, I said, is it wrong that I feel like I can breathe for the first time? And she said a term to me that I had never heard And I instantly said, wait, that's a real thing. It's called anticipatory grief. When you're in a season where death is eventually the answer and you don't know when, of course, you don't know how, of course, but with the information you've been given, rather it be doctor's terms or just reality or the possibility of what the outcome could be because you were doing something that could affect what you had worked so hard to achieve. I knew then sitting in that hospital room with my husband two years prior, well, almost two years prior that taking him off of every medication because his heart was doing phenomenal and he was doing what he was supposed to be doing and things were getting so immaculately great. That the reality was that there could come a day where taking him off of one of those medications could trigger anything to go south. And it would be a matter of time, moments, even seconds that he would be gone. I knew then that I was holding my breath. And I held my breath for 22 months and 19 days. And it's crazy because until you're walking in that season, you don't know that that's a thing. You don't even know that it exists. And it's crazy to think that it exists, not because it's not real, but because it's the reality that somewhere, somehow, the world throws it under the rug and not gives it the weight or the conversation that it's required to have. That's needed to be had to understand that it's a real thing. And so if you're in a season where life has presented you a lot of apples and you're having to pick and choose where you put it in the basket. May I submit to you that you don't have to pick a basket. You can look at the apples and admire them just how they are on the table. You can change them, you can rearrange them, you can hold them, you can feel them, you can even sometimes drop them. But what you cannot do is expect for the basket that you put it in to be the answer to the outcome. Because at the end of the day, we don't get to choose when the apple becomes rotten. We don't get to choose when the apple becomes molded. We don't get to choose who eats the apple. But we bought it. And because we bought it, we should honor it and celebrate it and love it. And then when it's time to let it go, we should exhale and inhale for the first time, if it's the first time, metaphorically speaking. But what you cannot do is keep halfway breathing and pretending that you're fully alive. You don't have to pretend for anybody. And everybody won't understand. And everybody will try to tell you how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to breathe, how you're supposed to move. For me, I gave three people six months to control my life to make sure I didn't fall apart, to make sure I didn't crumble, to make sure I didn't lose my mind, to make sure I was eating, to make sure I was going to therapy, to make sure that my kids were healthy, that I had done all the things as an adult that I needed to do to help me make appointments for lawyers and banking and all those things. And then on the sixth month and a day, I took back my life for me. And so I'm giving you permission to do the same. My, my, my. For better or for worse, I'm committed to bringing back real conversations into our homes, around our kitchen tables, where laughter explodes and sometimes tears may have to fall but healing is inevitable and new growth is rooted in the authenticity of becoming better better communicators better friends better spouses well I guess well-rounded people all together so that the legacies our children and grandchildren carry are the ones that we vowed to use our voices in our homes you may not be ready to pull up to my door but just know I will always vow to have an open space that you can always come sit and dwell in If it means you leave better than when you showed up, it's not bye, it's see you later. Because there's always room and time for you to come in and have a seat with me.